When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and let me be the first to welcome you all back to COVID Nation. After flirting a little with freedom, the mask mandate has once again been dropped in LA. It's pandemic 2.0, and let me say, I can't wait for this to become a yearly routine. I can't wait to look down at my grandchildren with a glimmer in my eye and say, I remember the first mandate as I pull on my latest seasonal mask from Banana Republic and salute Supreme Leader Garcetti, who is still somehow ruling Los Angeles. Please repeat this cycle responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So before we inevitably return to remote episodes, I invited my partners in crime to sit down and cough all over me one last time. And they are... (laughs) Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And our guest today is zooming in all the way from Indianapolis. He is the front man of a four-piece indie pop band who have been building popularity on steady word of mouth since 2016. They released their first full-length album, I'm Not Worried Anymore, in 2018, and have been keeping up the momentum with a steady stream of singles boxed on their 2020 EP, Waking Up Is Hard To Do. They've toured nationally with the likes of Nightly, Coin, Fangs, and the band Camino, and have already sold out their first show now that concerts are making a comeback. He's here today to talk all about their latest release, which, fingers crossed, precedes big things for them in the tail end of 2021. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Jansen Hogan of The Wildlife to the Pod. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Not much. Enjoying this relaxing Sunday afternoon. It's a beautiful one. It's nice and uh, indie. It's not too hot, not too cold. So, mm, rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. So, I'm really excited to jump into this. I've been following you guys since Text Me dropped five years ago, and I actually saw you on your first trip to LA when you played that So Far show in Venice and you drove cross country in a bloodmobile. <laughs> bloodmobile, yep. Still got it. <laughs> is, that still a, got... is that a synonym for hearse? Or an ambulance? No. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Um, Jack's mom used to work for the Indiana Blood Center and they like have a fleet of vans that they just like carry all their equipment and get their. I guess when they do blood drives and stuff like that's what they use to 
you know, bring stuff around and they were just retiring a fleet. And one day we, uh, we got, we lucked <laughs> out and got it. So Man. that's, that is our tour van. We so, paid to this not day? very much for it. And it had like no mileage on it. It was great. But <laughs> you still use it. Yeah. We actually, Jack had it, um, at his parents' house. We obviously, when we got off the tour with nightly, like it went back to where, where it sits and then we haven't touched it. And I mean, I guess it's been over 18 months now. So Jack had to jump it. There was a cat living in the hood. <laughs> so we uh, made sure the cat got out and then we started the van. She still runs. So well, we're going to run her into the ground for sure. Yeah. Hopefully that means the tour is coming soon, but we can get all I into hope. that in a bit. But first we need to break the ice. What has everyone been listening to this week? I can kick us off. There's a new uh, Velvet Underground tribute album coming out soon. Really? And they've released oh, wow. um, some great contributors on it, one of which is Kurt Vile, who's one of my favorites. Oh, he's my done God, yeah. Run, Run, Run. And he's kind of brought a good take on it while also kind of keeping the groove-heavy, hypnotic kind of rawness of the original intact. I'm always skeptical. These tribute albums can be hit or miss, I feel like. But from what I've heard from Kurt, Kurt Vile and the Violators... Sounds pretty good so far. Kurt Vile. Pretty excited. And the Violators. I love that. I haven't heard of him, or like, I haven't heard from him in a long time. He's around. (laughs) You should clear your voicemail box, I think. You've, uh, (laughs) I think it's not accepting. It's it's full. So (laughs) you might have a lot of calls from Kurt. (laughs) I I guess I can go next. Um, So uh, one of my favorite bands released a new album last week, The Main. They came out with their latest album, XOXO, From Love and Anxiety in Real Time. Um, You know, fans of the show know that I've been writing about them since we started. Uh, Pedro and I collaborated on a piece all about their album, Lovely Little Lonely, which is still one of my favorite albums of all time. And this album is very good. I think it's better than their last one. They talk a lot about themes of insecurity, and they're really resonant. And they really thrive on tying mental health struggles into like upbeat power pop. And I think that's where the album does it best. There's like, you know, more upbeat songs where they're very happy and they don't do that as well as like upbeat songs that are about depression. (laughs) And, you know, for me, I I don't know if anything they do will ever match Lovely Little Lonely um, because it, to me, epitomizes nostalgia at its most poetic. Like it's not just longing for one it's not just longing for what was it's uh leaning into how the things we remember probably didn't happen the way that we remember and that's less important than how they made us feel like those feelings are the reality of memory so anyway new album is really good uh it gets pretty close to this feeling especially the songs april 7th and face towards the sun go check it out the main xoxo from love in real time Nice. A great one. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what I Jansen. listened to it the other day. I wish uh, you're right. It's not as good as Lovely Little Lonely, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What do you got on? What's on the, your playlist, dude? I've been listening to um, a couple different things. There's this song that was on my uh, release radar a couple weeks ago called uh, "It's Called the Jackie," but it's I don't I'm, I've never heard of this artist. It's called. He's called Baz, but it has J. Cole and little TJ on it. Mm. Um, I'm like infatuated with like really good, like unique hip hop. And it's just really good. Um, That song has been on repeat for me, Um, but in a completely different vein. Um, The new Charlie Adams uh, album is really, really great. It's called Bullseye. Mm. Listened to it yesterday all the way through. It's really awesome. It's kind of like more of a... uh, I want to say a more like down the middle, like Phoebe Bridgers kind of vibe. Um, and then there's another artist that uh, her name's Abby holiday and she put out an EP this past weekend as well. It's really, really, really good. She's very, very new to the game, but a really solid songwriter and just very cinematic. It's very great. So mm. i have to listen to that unrelated because you brought up, Phoebe Bridgers, but last night I had yeah. a dream that I met her, and she was very rude to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember she anything. Very lazily smash a guitar on the ground. <laughs> uh, no, but I she was saying mean things to me. It was one of those like dreams where afterwards you're just like, wow, 
why is why is this person I idolize so much such a dick? Even though it was like just in my head. <laughs> she is kind of a. That's kind of her whole Twitter presence, though, right? Just kind of a dick. It's very dry. Right? It's yeah, part yeah. of her the appeal, I think. Right? Like she called David Crosby uh, a little bitch on Twitter. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Well, he is a little bitch. <laughs> he said, "I didn't really care for the performance on SNL. Boring." And she just said, "Little bitch," and I got like three hundred thousand likes. <laughs> we live in a great, great time, I think. Well, anyway, Pedro, <laughs> what have you got? Um, lately, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Duran Jones and the Indications. Um, they're sort of a they're they're like a throwback band. They do a lot of really retro sounding like R and B and soul, um, like lowrider type shit uh, that I really like. And they recently came out with a single called "The Way That I Do." Um, it's uh, it's a little funky and, and it's a little dancey, a little more so than their other stuff. But they're they're really great, and uh, um, their lead singer has this great like falsetto voice, and it's really like it's 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 really good music for for anyone who's feeling a little nostalgic. Um, so yeah, Duran Jones and the Indications. Mm. I think we also um have to do a shout out to Biz Marquee. Oh yes, make the music with your mouth. Mm. Uh, he passed so. Got to pay respects. We'll be playing him probably throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year. I would pour one out, but I don't want to ruin your nice carpet, Ryan. It is far from a nice carpet. It would probably be an improvement <laughs> and make it a solid discoloration throughout. Um, that's what Biz would have wanted. What he would have done, probably, too. Probably. You know. <laughs> Made your carpet better. 100%. Well, as a reminder, every song that we mention on the pod goes straight onto the accompanying playlist. So everyone remember to use that power wisely. You don't want to trip up and accidentally get the whole fish back catalog on there. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we love them. We, you know, you love to see it. Um, and anyway, you're very welcome for this giant playlist that's about to happen. <laughs> but, so like it wouldn't like it's a rule, but it doesn't mean you should do it, Jansen. Like if you just <laughs> yeah. said... Pencil thin mustache, Jimmy Buffett. In theory, yeah, yeah. that would go on. But like, you know, I gotcha. In okay. theory, <laughs> we, we pencil need... thin mustache, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to that one a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, my awful jokes aside, I think it's time that we went into the bar. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Jansen, did you bring anything that you could show the bouncer to get in? I mean. I've been into hats recently. I've been buying a lot of dope hats. So this is my favorite one right now. Ooh, are you a Mets uh, fan? No, not at all. <laughs> but just a hat. Just, just a fan like, of the hats. I don't know what it is. There's there's a name for it. I need to learn more about it. But there's like it's like an older shape where the front is more square. Mm. This other hat has has it more to more too. That's more of a lid, but, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, it's like more more square. This one's like more round, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, like I've just been rocking a lot of hats lately. This green and yellow has been like my my go to combo these days. So oh, nice. Yeah, where you get? Yeah. Do you order them? What's your where? What's your hat plug? Dude, just wherever I find them. Honestly, vintage stores, antique malls, stuff like that. So. They usually fit my head better. I feel like the proportions on my body are very strange. Like my head is super small. So like, I'm pretty sure like this, like I wish I could show you like this hat is a kid's hat. I know that. And like, it's a boy's husky. Tell. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> say it's a boy's husky. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like you see, like nice. it's, it's fully oh, open. Yeah. Like it's not even oh, yeah. like I'm, it's not even like I'm trying to, you have a natural head for hats. I do not. I have a sort of a wide head and it doesn't yeah, yeah. quite work out ever. I tend to look like I'm pledging a frat when I wear a, 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 a hat. <laughs> it's because you wear yeah. fedoras. No, 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 no. Please do not. Uh, for, for fans of the show, please, I beg you, do not go into, into my, old, uh, <laughs> my old Facebook profile pics, I beg you. Um, Sounds like an invitation to me. We made some mistakes. Mistakes were made in 2010. <laughs> and he absolutely did not shit his pants in a McDonald's. <laughs> Stop putting those things out there. <laughs> but anyway, it looks like the bouncer is wowed by these this hat collection because here we are in the Perfect. Tunes and Tumblers bar. Um, welcome. Uh, you know, 
it's we 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 were under the impression that everything was going to open back up so we redecorated a little bit but right now we're considering rebarricading it with our bouncer inside so mm-hmm. <laughs> which means we'll have a new bouncer in time yeah 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 <laughs> we made that mistake last time <laughs> anyway it's time to hit play on the jukebox at least one last time ryan right. what are we listening to today we're listening to the repeat my mind 2021 ep from the wildlife released in may of this year I'm loving the sound on this, Jansen. This is EP number four for you guys, yeah? Yeah, something like that. We put out a lot of music. <laughs> Just a steady stream. And you also have the the album, too. And each one, I've noticed, has a very distinct sound. You started with yeah. like a much lighter electronic fare, more akin to like Walk the Moon in 1975. And now the guitars are heavy. The subject matter is introspective. It's... You know, dare I say it, like more, more mature, like it's maturing a bit. And yeah, it's been quite the transformation. I think we're all stoked to talk about it here. But first, Pedro has a little something he's been shaking up behind the bar. You do. So, uh, Jensen, we spoke a little bit. You gave me a little insight into mm-hmm. into your work here on this on this EP, um, talking about sort of uh, the desire to sort of delve delve a little deeper into things, get a little more complex with with the subject matter, um, and yet you know you guys still like to keep things a little light and fun um, and enjoyable. So I kind of tried to incorporate that into this drink, and this is what came of it. There's a bigger photo for you in the chat if you want to take a look at it. And you said you like mezcal, so we're using mezcal on this one today. But this drink can also go well with uh, just regular tequila, or I would probably also try it with gin, I think would be good. I kind of wanted to mimic, first of all, the idea of of things getting a little heavier and more complex the further down the glass you go. Um, And I also kind of wanted to mimic, mimic the colors in the video for Blood Orange. There's the scenes where you're like in the bedroom and there's very there's a very bright yellow light coming in, but it sort of fades out through orange into like dark black. So kind yeah. of kind of it's kind of a play on a like a tequila sunrise kind of drink where you know the the colors sort of fade into each other. Um so on the bottom is the darkest part and it's uh it's the more complex part of the drink. So it's got um black raspberry chambord. Um, a little bit of fernet, some muddled basil and lime juice down there. It's It's got a lot going on at the very, very bottom. Um, in the middle is all blood orange juice with some mezcal and a little bit of salt. And then the very top is sort of where we're keeping it light and fun with just some pineapple soda, just to give it some color, give it some fizz, give it some lightness. And we're calling it a blood orange sunrise. Dude. In honor Dude. of repaint my mind. So good. <laughs> can you write did, have you written it out because oh yeah our, our producer like dude he he has so much alcohol in his house it's wild so <laughs> oh i need because I, I really want to try it but yeah, obviously yeah. you know oh yeah Definitely. We'll get distance you the is a thing so yeah yep. we'll we'll get you the recipe for sure recipes are always in the show notes so listeners if you open those up you can figure out how to make it all yourself plus on Wednesdays, we post on our social media a picture of the drink with the recipe so that you can, I mean, you know, like and subscribe. You'll get the recipes. Like and subscribe. It's super yep, easy. There you go. Like and subscribe. Well, Pedro, I'm very jealous because you are remote right now. <laughs> you were bartending for someone else, which I'm very mm-hmm. jealous of. Mm-hmm. Traitor. It's bullshit, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan and I only have our cut water vodka sodas <laughs> on the discount shelf at Rite Aid. <laughs> I mean, cut we water, sta- we stand canteen cut corners. Yeah, but anyway, cheers, 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 fellas, cheers, everybody. There it is. I want to start this interview by talking specifically about the EP. Your titles are all very intentional. Can you tell mm-hmm. us why you named this EP Repaint Your Mind? I'm glad that you started off with all of our titles are intentional because this is like the one project that we didn't have a name for until like we uploaded it. 
we just felt like there wasn't one song that encompassed it. And I don't love the idea of making like, I didn't, I guess I just didn't want, there was no one song that felt like the album t- title. I didn't want to call it blood orange. That would probably would have, would have been what it was going to be or it would have been some introspective like thing that is not even related to the record. So we, uh, we had that intro to blood orange and we knew, cause when we put out the single, it didn't have the, the intro. So we decided we would just like split the intro from the actual track and just call it repaint my mind just so that on the track listing, it said repaint my mind, blood orange. Um, and that's really the main reason. So it's just kind of blood orange is kind of the encompassing like idea of the whole record. Um, it's kind of like the, I don't want to, I don't know how to explain the right term, I guess, but just, the all encompassing like song for the record. And so we wanted to take something from that to like um, call the record something that like represented that idea. So, and you put it at the end, figured we you do put that. It at the end of the record. Yeah. You closed it with it. Yeah. What does blood orange mean to you then? If it's like the over encompassing idea. Yeah. I mean like it's really just meant to be a commentary on this idea that I think that like a lot of, culture like social media culture nowadays is very much like if something uh doesn't make you happy then like uh it's toxic and i just think that that's bullshit i think that i was going through this time of like really struggling with like just like feeling very like negative about everything and i really just wrote the song to be somewhat of a reminder of like you can kind of choose like your mindset. And so like, you know, the chorus is, you know, put on a brave face for you, pretend that it's all right. Um, like when it's not repaint my mind, blood orange, so I can see a sunrise. It's kind of like this idea that you can choose to like have the right mindset and, and, uh, and believe that everything's going to be all right. I think that's a very interesting um, line of questioning. Uh, I was talking with some people recently about the idea of vocabulary exchange. Um, And that's like, we tend to, when we're talking about our lives and talking about, um, you know, just dealing with everything, we're very concrete. We're very rigid. It's like, I need to do this. I have to do that. It's very all or nothing thinking. And vocabulary exchange is this idea that you can change the way you look at something by the words you choose to describe it. So instead of saying, I need to do this, you can say, I want to do this. You're giving yourself a little more agency over these things that seem right. just yeah. um, insurmountable. Yeah. The whole record is kind of just like an ode to self-awareness and self-reflection. Is like, I think that when you can be aware of like where your weaknesses and strengths are, like you just become a more well-rounded human being. And so I think that was really kind of what we were trying to like be thought provoking about, like not only for ourselves, but just for whoever is listening, you know, that uh, I think that's a really good way to put it is like, you really can change like um, the way something is perceived just by the, by the words that you choose. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to save this question for the end, but I kind of want to talk about it now that we're on the topic. Um, So in cognitive behavioral therapy, this idea of, sorry, Ryan's like laughing here. No, it's, we're getting, are we getting too deep right off the bat? No, we're not. This is, this is, this is a good conversation. Anthony dares to ask, Anthony was listening to the towel on the way here. So he's asking you (laughs) if he can interrogate your mind. Oh yeah. Well, we're going to repaint all our minds here. Um, they call- <laughs> so this idea that everything is a certain way and we're very rigid in thinking about it, um, that's called a cognitive distortion. And we have cognitive distortions about ourselves, about our, uh, our surroundings, about our situations. Um, so I guess I want to ask, like, what is, a, what is like a typical cognitive distortion that you deal with daily? And mm-hmm. what's another way to look at it? Being in the music industry in general and just like, you know, writing songs and, and putting out music. And it's just the nature of the business is, is that it's competitive. And so I think that a lot of what, and I think this is probably true for a lot of artists. And I think some people are afraid to say it and other people aren't, 
I'm certainly not. It's like, there's obviously jealousy. Like there's obviously like, I wish that I was in this place where this other person is. I feel like I deserve it. I feel like we put in the work. I feel like, why can't we get this tour? Why can't we get this playlist? Why can't we, you know, all that stuff. I think in reality is like, there's definitely a word for it, but from where like, it's just like a vantage point thing. Like from where we sit, we look at the people that are ahead of us and go, well, I wish I was that reality. There's a lot of people that are down here looking at us going, Oh, I wish I was that. And I think that's like the biggest thing that we've had to try to remind ourselves is like, dude, just living in the present of like, man, we worked so hard to get where we're at. And there are a lot of people that wish that they were in our position. And while it's okay to strive for like the things that we don't have yet, like it's just kind of like that humbling gratitude of like, well, I'm glad that where we're at and we've gotten to the place where we're at without having to worry about whether it's like going to be enough. It's just a perspective thing, I think. Oh yeah. And I think that the three of us struggle with like the same thing about our, you know, this project that we have, you know, but then, you know, you got to remind yourself, like our first episode was us sitting in Drew's bedroom talking about Maggie Rogers by ourselves. And now we're talking, like we're talking to you we're talking yeah. to artists like Tessa Violet and Nombe and we got some great ones on the horizon. Like it's just mm-hmm. like we're in yeah. such a better place. And in a couple of weeks, I think we actually have like a big <laughs> announcement for y'all. So yeah. stick around. listeners. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we've, we've come really far and it's, it, it's funny. Cause like, is, you know, the better you do sort of the harder things get, right. Cause you sort of set this bar for yourself. So it's hard for us to sometimes, look back and be like dang like it's hard sometimes to enjoy what we're doing because it, it gets there's problems and you know scheduling and things get overwhelming but then we look back and we're like dang like we're exactly where we wanted to be like we're yeah. getting we're getting to where we wanted to go and it's yeah. tough but like it's worth it for sure we got to repaint yeah. our minds a little yeah definitely there you go blood orange so you can see the sunrise <laughs> So I want to talk about another song on the record that I love, uh, The Box. Yeah. Um, I think one of our writers wrote a really good write-up, uh, you know, a few weeks ago about it in our, mm-hmm. our weekly roundup. And this one line that really gets me navel-gazing a lot, just like in this, whoa, kind of mood, is when you say confidence is a chore. And it's framed as like the main reason a person can't or won't change their circumstances and I guess the question I want to ask is, do you see lack of self-confidence as a barrier against being able to repaint your mind? It's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I think everything in life is ultimately like at the end of the day, a choice. Like I, obviously everybody has different strengths and weaknesses. So like one thing that I'm not like super great at is like, like I'm not naturally an extrovert. Like I'm, I'm pretty introverted, but I can be extroverted And like meeting like new people and like small talk is like really hard for me because like, I don't, it's not, that I don't care, but like, I'm just more interested in like what, like the conversations that we're having right now, you know what I mean? And I think that in the same way, like while that's like a hard thing for me, and that's not something I'm naturally good at. I can still choose to be better at it, like just by practicing or, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not confident or I'm not whatever, you know, pick, pick your word. It's the repaint my mind thing. You know, like if you want to be confident, like you can be, you just have to like do it. It doesn't mean you're going to be great at it all the time. Uh, but with practice, like you're good at, you can be good at anything, you know? That's so. That comes back to CBT. The whole idea is that um, you you can't change your feelings like just willy nilly. Like that does doesn't happen. But if you can mm-hmm. keep if you can change the language that you use slowly over time, you will start to feel it. Like yeah. there is uh, my partner used to do this thing where she would write affirmations on like little pieces of note paper and then put it on her mirror. So like any time that she like uh was doing her makeup or anything she would see all these things about like positive things going on in her life and i think that's like a really good practice 
Uh, do you guys yeah. have anything like that to help you? Like not just Jansen, but Pedro. I'm looking at you, Ryan. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Are there like little things that you do that boost your confidence? I think I'm always kind of constantly like just sort of giving myself this, this like pep talk. Like I'll just be going through my day and I tend to overthink things a lot and it, it sort of takes you down like this dark spiral, but like I've sort of over time learned how to sort of talk my way around that. Cause, cause all it is, is like when that, when that kind of thing happens and you start to, you start to get insecure about things or start to overthink everything, it's because I'm, I'm, it's it, everything's sort of centered on myself. And so I have to start to talk myself out of, well, like it's not these situations that you're feeling insecure or overwhelmed about aren't entirely about you. And so I have to sort of look at my, look at it all from a different angle. That's it's like this. It's like, there's this analogy about like letting your emotions like drive the bus. Right. Oh, that's like, a good one. Yeah, all the, all the emotions have like the right to be on the bus, mm-hmm. but like, what's what's driving it you know what i mean like exactly you can't change who's on like who's on the bus you know think that when you like can become self-aware of like i'm letting this thing drive the bus that isn't actually true 100 then like you can like start to frame like your reality a little bit better yeah that's that's sort of been like the common practice it's like i'll just have to like stop every now and again in the day and be like okay where are you at yeah. why are you thinking all that and what is it actually yeah, that's the big thing of I started doing the I think the morning notes is critical for me, reminding myself that I have thoughts that are valid mm-hmm. and sometimes to remind them that they're valid. You have to put them down in print, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to see stuff in print related to yourself, like oh, yeah. in the like in totally. the jerk with Steve Martin. <laughs> he sees his name in the phone book. Yeah, <laughs> huge. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, that's the way for me. That's the way for me to wake up and feel confident in myself. I like that bus analogy, though. That is a really it, good it also helps that you're like, it's okay that I feel all those things. Like, you don't blame yourself. That's yeah. also, that's like super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's on the bus. Yeah, exactly. Just like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How do we outlaw the? Uh, maybe we should. Maybe they. Maybe they shouldn't all be valid, though. We need to outlaw <laughs> certain emotions. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be There's going down a bad some. path, right? Yeah. What was the name of that 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 gunfu movie with? Uh... Wait, what? Gunfu? Gunfu. Like back when the Matrix came out, it was a Equilibrium or whatever, where they like take pills that you know make their emotions go away. <laughs> uh, gunfu no was idea. like this huh. this it, like the Matrix made it cool to like. I think you're trying you know, to make trench coats. Happen. No, it's. I swear to God <laughs> that gunfu. It's a really stupid thing. It like started the trend of like. Uh, of of uh edge lords wearing like long leather trench coats and thinking that it's like really cool to do kung fu oh, with guns. I see. Okay. Got it. Yeah, gun fu movies. Anyway, equilibrium. <laughs> they outlaw emotions. <laughs> now you don't have to watch that movie. <laughs> it's a really lame dystopian plotline, right? Yeah. This time they've outlawed emotions. <laughs> uh it was just no, everyone trying uh, to get on the Matrix train, honestly. I think it was like two thousand two. Right. Makes sense. Great times. Great post 9 11 times. Oh my God. Yeah. I, you know, you talk, Jansen, a lot about mental health and social anxiety issues in your music. Self loving mm. and new age meds are great examples from the previous album. Um, mm. Do you start your creative process with them in mind or do they kind of come up as you're composing a song? Um, I would, I would say that most of the time, like all like I'll think of a, of a lyric that eventually makes its way into a song in some way, shape or shape or another. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that I necessarily, like I, I'm a thinker. Like I think all of the time um, too much. And I, whenever I like have any sort of idea, like I just write it down. Um, And usually most of my ideas, you know, come out of my mind in lyric form. Um, then we just kind of see from there, whatever works out. Like, you know, when we were first starting out, like everything that was on my mind was, you know, romance or whatever. And that's why a lot of the music is that way. I think growing up and like becoming, dude, like being 19 and being 24 are very different things for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so like, just, just like living life and growing up, being a new place and stuff like that, like, you know, 
that's kind of it. Like I really just think, write it down, and then hope a song comes out of it. So that's most of the process. Do you ever find just as like because out of curiosity, do you ever find yeah. that like it's easier for you to to process what you're what you're what you're going through and what you're thinking and all that? Is it easier for you to figure it out or express it in a song than it could ever be for you to talk about it? Um I think indirectly, like with I think with Blood Orange and with Forgive and Forget, like those songs came out so organically. And then when I was doing when I was like writing them, I was just like crying. I'm like, okay, well, okay, now I know that I needed to say all that. But like right. I didn't, it wasn't like a conscious, like most of the time it's not like a conscious, like this is what I needed to say. Gotcha. Um or I'm, it's easier for me to do it. It's just like, I sometimes realize like, Oh, okay. Like this actually, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you see it written down and you're like, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what about, what was the, what was the, um, so for perform your life, if you just look at mm-hmm. that, those lyrics and you haven't heard the song, it re it's pretty, it's a pretty heavy, like it could be a metal song. It could be the lyrics to a metal song. Yeah. Right. Or something pretty heavy or like a hardcore punk song. Um, Rudimentary Panay or like a, could be a Black Flag song, honestly. (laughs) So yeah, did those lyrics, I mean, did those, did that one, did those, was that that same kind of process? Did those kind of come out and then the music came or what was the, how did that work out? Honestly, Carson, Carson wrote most of that one. Um, me and him work pretty differently. Like he's, he's like a producer at heart. So like he'll, he'll formulate out like the track before he'll like really, and then let the track determine what he's going to say Oh, interesting. based on how it feels and stuff. So, um, but that's like one of the reasons why we picked that, like picked that song for the record is because like it fits so well lyrically into like what else, like what the other songs are also trying to say. Um, and really that song's just like, you know, Instagram isn't real period. <laughs> like that's really it. Someone needed to fucking say it. Yeah. But TikTok, so TikTok is real. <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> well, actually I, I'll say TikTok is actually maybe too real sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> oh boy. That's a whole other. Correct. Discussion. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. You know what I was thinking about while I was listening to perform your life? I was thinking about that Aubrey Plaza movie, Ingrid Goes West. Have you seen mm. that? No, but I but in the 30 minutes I've talked to you, I think you watch a lot of movies. <laughs> How does that come across? <laughs> That's interesting that no, they That's across. weird. No, so this movie is about this girl who's struggling with like mental health issues in specific. Um, she has like obsessions with people and she falls in love like or just becomes obsessed with like this woman on instagram and like builds her own instagram following like around like trying to imitate her until like she becomes like a huge social media star but at the same time she's miserable like absolutely miserable and like is trying to just like weasel her way into this person's life and so everyone just sees like, oh, like, here's this happy person on social media. And meanwhile, like, you see her life and it's, like, really desolate and sad. And I, I don't know. Like, I heard a long time ago that, like, one of the reasons why millennials are so depressed all the time is because we're just bombarded with the best snippets of people's lives constantly. I don't know. Maybe we should make a Bad Vibes Instagram. Just like all the terrible things that happen in our day-to-day life are the mundane ones. <laughs> Making toast, I, burnt yeah, it. I don't know. I said it's it's just kind of like the weird juxtaposition because it's like, well, then if you were to try to be real on Instagram, there's this like air of like, well, now you're just doing it for attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a weird cycle of, or at least I kind of feel that way. Like, if I were to be completely truthful, like on Instagram, like I am more worried about what that like how somebody would perceive that than like right. perceive just like something that's like completely mundane or something like that you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to find that middle ground yeah and it's really uncomfortable like when you see somebody who is maybe like crying out for help 
I've noticed even if they like are turning toward, you know, strangers or friends like on social media, like there is that like inherent discomfort that this is not what this is for. And that I think is a problem like that we can't like in a social media net, like in a social network, when you try to be like real, like that's frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that there's like some give and take there. Like, I think that some, and I will say, I think that culturally, like there's a little bit more of like this direction of like, you should be more real and it's better to be real. And so I think that there's more of it happening, but like, I don't, I don't know. Social media is just such like a weird thing because like, sometimes I think about like, why do I care so much about Instagram? But then I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? Like, it's such like a ingrained part of the society now. It's like, well, of course I care about Instagram. Why wouldn't I care about Instagram? Mm -hmm. You know, but it feels like I shouldn't because it's just Instagram, you know? Yeah. It is. Things are only real insofar as we give them meaning. And our culture right now has given so much meaning to social media. And in the meantime, I've like completely stopped posting on my social or like my personal Instagram, except if somebody tags me in something and then I'll repost it. Like the only social yeah. media that I am involved with at all is the Tunes and Tumblers one because, you know, yeah. promotion. That's it. <laughs> and that's what I mean is like you, it's a part of the society. Like you have to use it. Yeah. It's like it's you part, can choose not industry now. Yeah. It's like you can choose not to, but like you're ultimately probably doing more damage by not using it than especially yeah some qualifications for certain things are the first question asked is oh how many followers do you have yeah which is wild yeah sucks especially when you can buy stuff Mm -hmm. every now and again i'll get an audition they're like what's your uh instagram url so yesterday i was out uh with my partner we were just you know having a day um went downtown saw people flying kites Went to a, like a little bodega, like, and then haggled prices with somebody who didn't speak English, and it was great. And I kept thinking the whole time, like, a couple years ago, I would want to stop and take pictures. And then the idea of stopping what I was doing and taking pictures for social media just gave me this intense anxiety. Like, I, it was just like, this is too much effort. I just want to be here. But the thing is, like, you raise like a good point. Like, social media is a big part of our culture. Uh, I mean, like, is there anything wrong with just like enjoying yourself or are you kind of like removing yourself by not posting? This is like such a weird line of questioning. I'm sorry. I think think it's all just the balance of it, right? Like everything's okay. Like things are okay in moderation. It's like Instagram and social media, all that, all that stuff. They're not inherently bad. Just that people take them to extremes and it's like. Yeah. Post post the photo of you having a great day if you like to, but don't let it take you out of the moment. Also, right. don't go out and do stuff just to get the photo and then go home. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, also, I just noticed the way that I was talking about that, which is why I, I said like I should be. But again, we're talking about repainting our mind. I should have said some or I did it again. I could have said something like yeah. I don't <laughs> want to post right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. If, if the mood strikes, the mood strikes. Learning in real time right now, folks. <laughs> Did you see? Well, and I, I think also like there's this weird like, I mean, and I don't know, maybe this isn't for every, like in my mind for everybody. Like I, like I said, I was like, think about everything, but it's like half the reason I don't post like a lot is because like I, my brain works. Like if I'm going to put something on my story, it's like, do I like, am I putting this on there because like I want to, or because I want like somebody to say something about it or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, at what point am I like doing things at the expense of like what I, what I want or what my time is like Mm -hmm. just to like hope for some sort of response or whatever, you know, you start to wonder if you're like captive to it. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been so, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but listen you're gonna have but this is a way cooler <laughs> podcast than just yeah. like what tell me about the song you know what i mean yeah, yeah we've gotten well, that recently good. i think like as we've gone we've we've kind of delved more deep like i think at the beginning we're just like oh this is a real fun song like 
tell us about the song and now we're just like tell me about the psychosis that led you to need to express yourself <laughs> where, did all, where did it all start for you <laughs> tell us about your childhood trauma yeah right <laughs> well we're kind of coming up to the end of t- uh, our time here together but i wanted to ask you like maybe a little bit of a more fun question maybe a little yeah, bit let's do it. uh i you know so i noticed recently that you reimagined the album art of all of your albums as abstract paintings and i'm wondering mm-hmm. where that choice came from yeah i mean honestly for us like it's kind of with that with the word maturity that you used earlier like For us, we felt like a lot of the art that we had like misrepresented like what we like currently are. And again, because like first impressions and like social media, which Spotify is like a social thing at this Mm -hmm. point, it's like we wanted to make sure that like there was an accurate representation of like who we are as a band, at least visually. And so we just kind of had this idea to like kind of solidify everything in that regard and like on one hand we were like well do we really want to do that like nobody does that like it doesn't really matter but then on the other hand it's like well yeah nobody does that but it would be good for us and it's like we we can be the one band that did it like it doesn't matter you know um but yeah i actually have them with me if you want to see them oh my god oh whoa wow he's got shit oh my god those are massive they're really big whoa yeah, Holy there we shit. go. That is fucking cool. Get my headphone back in. Wow. That is dope. Wow. Yeah. I we like were that. expecting like little prints, but you brought out like a full well, this canvas. Is, yeah, this one's the only one that's this big. Um the other ones are a little bit smaller. Like Oh like yeah. Did you paint Those these? Are. Who painted these? Um it's actually one of our uh buddies, his name's Chase Rowan. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's from Dallas. So he uh I kind of hit him up and was like, dude, this is what we're thinking about doing. Like, do you want to do this? And he was like, Yeah, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Honestly, like if we could get pictures of all of those, like um, yeah, I have this idea. One, or just one, if any. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um what I'm thinking about doing is dropping like a Dropbox link in the show notes and so people can click on it and see it instead of just having to look at our social media. That might be oh, a cool yeah. idea. Is um yeah, I'll send you all the all the art and stuff. So oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. being back to Instagram. Is your friend on Instagram? <laughs> we totally yeah, yeah. Up. He's uh artwork. I think he's just Chase Rowan, but I also feel like I'm wrong. We will we will put him <laughs> in the show notes. Scroll down, everyone. Yeah. Click the yeah, more Chase, button. Chase Rowan for all C-H-A-S-E-R-O-W-A-N. Say that one more yeah. time. I was talking over you. <laughs> no, you're good. C H A S E R O W A N. Awesome. So, oh. Yeah, dude. He's he's done a lot. Do you know the band Little Image? I don't. Ryan, do you know Little Image? No, no. I don't think so. Okay. They are they're originally from Dallas, but but yeah, he does a lot of of the art for them, design for them mm. as well. So amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for showing. Yeah, that. you got it's, it. It's amazing, and I'm glad I, think... I got to pull them out. I haven't pulled them out since we did our last photo shoots with them. So that's awesome. And I think that with that, we've we've pushed away enough from our introspective conversation, <laughs> and I think we're ready to move on to the next part of the show. Our favorite game: Who is ready for a round of hashtag mood? I think I could go for that. Yeah. All right, here we go. As always, we have to thank our good friends, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing hashtag mood jingle. Anyway, hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. We're going to go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and listen to a message left for us by one of our beloved fans. They will tell us how they've been feeling lately. And we are going to go around the circle. Each of us gets to pick one song to match that mood. 
Um, so I, again, I am the one running the board today. So we're going to try to figure out how to do this. Uh, but who is ready to hear what we have picked out? Yeah. Ready. All right. Let's do it. You have one new message. Tunes and tumblers. Snick. I've got a real specific mood. I felt this a few times, but never have I ever really gotten to express it. I'm in a Bosch mood. Call me a Bosch baby. I'm season six with Bosch is out. I'm I'm taking it in. I love the LA sites. I love Detective Harry Bosch. He's gonna find the bad guy. No spoilers, please though. Uh, but I'm not into jazz. It's my fault. It's a me problem. I know. I know. I know. I don't need a lecture. I don't need to hear it. You know, I, you know I'll, I'll pick up some records, and you know they're they're fun in the background. But it's like I'm not like sitting down and like jamming to jazz. So, you know, again, it's a me problem. I don't need to hear it. But I'm just feeling bosh. You know, I want to feel like you know I'm traveling up Angel's flight, and you know I'm going to watch the guy shoot the crooked lawyer and all this other stuff. Like. I want to celebrate Bosch. I want to imagine that I'm in the Bosch house looking over all of Los Angeles, thinking of all the seedy things that's going down, thinking about how Harry Bosch is going to solve the crimes. That's my mood. Hit me with what you got. Wow. He mm-hmm. likes Bosch a lot. Yeah. He, he doesn't... It sounds like he... Because the true Bosch experience is coming home after a long day, having exactly one blue moon and playing a Miles Davis record. <laughs> so did, okay, so he said Bosch. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, he's, right? in a, okay. he's in a boss mood. Call me bo- the boss baby. So he's No, a he said boss... the Bosch baby. Oh, he's the Bosch baby? He's talking baby? about the show Bosch, the oh, detective show okay, Bosch. Okay, okay. Ah, it's hard to hear. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a Bosch mood. Yeah, because okay. that's why he said, I don't want to hear jazz, because Bosch is like a the character likes jazz on the show. Uh, I see. But I think the idea is just he wants to feel like he's in L.A., mm-hmm. right? Like a Raymond Chandler, a modern-day Raymond Chandler novel, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to get a hand job up Angel's Flight. He wants to go to the Blue Whale. <laughs> he wants to, you know. Okay. I've never heard of this show ever. <laughs> yes, because it's aired on Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah. Everyone's it's like, a, it's got a ninety-seven percent on Rotten it's, Tomatoes. It's actually though. a really good. It's a really good show, and it's lasted quite a few seasons. Um, and it's a great LA show. You know, I put it up there with Collateral as one of the best LA things. So I, I went through a lot. I didn't want to do the obvious one, like the LA. Uh, I was going to go with California Love by Tupac. That not. Um, so I started listening to this band recently that seems to have like taken over the world overnight and I don't understand it, but I kind of like their music. They're called Mona Skin. They oh just, yeah, you have right. Not, you have not stopped. I have I've been trying to figure out this band for, you know, a week. Um, they won, uh, Eurovision first band to win since 2006. They have uh, a song called, I want to be your slave. And like the music is video. It, okay, is it that Scandinavian? Uh, they're Italian. Thing? Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and like Wild. all of a sudden, like their their cover of the Four Seasons "Begging" is like the number five most streamed song in the world right now. And I don't, I don't get how it happened, but I do like their original song. I want to be your slave. It's I want to be a, your slave. I want to be your master. And like they just like the music video is very decadent, very like kink. And when I think about like the dirty side of LA, like that's, that's it. Like Bosch is going out on the streets and he's seeing like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Like no one's seen Bosch. Here's where I see Bosch. He's going down the streets. No one's seen it. Just improvising. And then Bosch uh. wakes up and he's in Griffith park on a hike and he's going to the trails cafe. <laughs> And he accidentally stepped in dog shit. That's the Bosch I before, know. Before he <laughs> makes it to his create our own version theory. of Bosch in our head. But in in my mind, like the the dirty CD side of LA is "I Want to Be Your Slave" by Mona Skin. See, in my mind, the dirty CD side of LA is "Hustler Hall of Fame" by Mickey Avalon. Dude, uh, that's oh the second God. time you've dropped <laughs> Mickey Avalon on this show, and I love it. I don't give a fuck. That album is so great. 2006 <laughs> holy shit what has he been doing and the, al- 
that album just like always makes me think of like the the not touristy things about LA. Um, but yeah, I think when I see Bosch, know nothing about him, but when I see him, <laughs> I see him standing uh, right in front of the Hollywood sign, looking down at this at this damn town that's crying out for help. And uh, I just hear, I, and he's just you just hear Mickey Avalon's Hustler Hall of Fame playing over it. Mm. Well. Right. <laughs> knowing nothing about it after looking at looking at the cover the dude looks like horatio from csi miami to me and uh so really i'm just gonna switch it around here and so now the only song i can think of is miami by will smith so yeah <laughs> that's what that's what bosh makes me think of at this point wow freaking that's amazing great song I need a song about Los Angeles. Yeah, Will Smith's Miami. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's so good. But that's the thing about LA, right? It's a, it's a um, hodgepodge. It's a cosmic gumbo. To quote, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> to quote, I think you should leave season two. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with Soul Kitchen by a band called X, a classic Los Angeles band with uh, Exine and John Doe. You know, they had kind of like a punk rock alt country influence sound. I associate them with LA completely, and they have a lot of noir themes on the record, uh, Los Angeles. And I'm picking Soul Kitchen because it's a cover of The Doors. So, paying tribute to another Sick. LA icon, Raymond Zarek produced the album, and they do a great version of it. And I feel like that, that makes me think of LA. And so, that's what I'm going to, that's my pick. I love it love all. This. I think Bosch I would wanna... like that one. That'd be on his playlist. That'd be on his Deezer playlist, I think. If I know Bosch, and I think I know Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I feel like I have to add, like, one more specific L.A. song, kind of about, like, the seediness and about, like, how everyone wants to be here, but everyone wants to leave at the same time. I think I'm going to go with Escape from Los Angeles by AFI. Uh, Ride the Black Cloud over the West Coast. I fell from like morning sun. You were breathing black clouds laced with the West Coast. You got high enough to try to find your way to and from Los Angeles. Whoa. Sure. Nice. Yep. Maybe Bosch likes AFI. I don't know. <laughs> He's a real he meat and potatoes jazz kind of guy. <laughs> Nothing rare. <laughs> Nothing rare. <laughs> kind, well, of, kind of blue is the only thing he listens to. Listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. In fact, we want more texts because when you send a text, Drew plays that lovely Google voice uh, <laughs> reading of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is Laura. <laughs> <laughs> we want more yeah, of that. If you, if you feel weird about your voice being on there, don't worry, you can text us. Yes, please text us. All right, well the the morning sun is coming up it's uh the bell is ringing its last call and who knows depending on how bad the delta variant gets we may have to close up shop here pretty soon uh do we have any lingering thoughts bosh would love repaint my mind <laughs> oh <would>. yeah <laughs> let's let's emerge back into bosh's los angeles that's how i'm gonna refer to it all the time now Bosch LA. Call me a Bosch baby. <laughs> I love it. That's a good closing thought. What about you, Jim? Listen, stream this record. That's yeah. my closing Dude, thought. I don't think so. Yeah, honestly, just listen listen to the record, man. Like we we put in a put in a lot of time with it and it's definitely our favorite thing that we've worked on to date. So give it some love. The more love you give it, the more likely we're to get on tour pretty soon. So mm-hmm. I just want to say know. I just want to say one thing about it. All the the people and the all these friends who are telling you to just forget it. You yeah. Know, I don't want you hanging around with those people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I hope that's not the band. I hope that's not We worry about the you. Band we worry members. about you, Jensen. If so, I'd like I don't I love that. I don't like you hanging out with these guys. Well, I appreciate you holding me accountable. <laughs> Accountability. Whatever exactly. that whatever that means. Yeah. Because I can't do it myself, apparently. We <laughs> I need I need you to do it. We need Bosch. <laughs> you need Bosch. Do need Bosch. King of accountability. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, <laughs> a keeper ball. Twitter as well. Also, definitely, like, I feel like a lot of people don't do this, but like, like I said, Spotify is a social app and you should absolutely follow us on Spotify because that yeah. helps more than I think that a lot of people realize. Mm. So if you want to never miss out on when we announce tour dates or put out new music and stuff like that, yeah, follow on Spotify. Amazing. Well, Jansen, thank you so much for coming out. We are very excited to hear any more announcements. I know that I've got my fingers crossed for a tour. Come to the West Coast before it all burns. We hope so. <laughs> are you guys on fire again? Uh, usually. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty hazy out there. That usually means that there's a fire. Or otherwise. <laughs> love it. I love that it's basically a given. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so, so much. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on, getting supplies to make those delicious drinks, uh, making sure Drew is actually here and not on set. <laughs> Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau and me. Uh, I helped this time. <laughs> Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. cheers.